As we, excuse me, wait, wait, we, we're recording. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of like to get us coming in like this because it's kind of organic and it just leads us straight into. Sound like some bullshit. It, it's not bullshit. It's just. Sound like some bullshit. What's up, y'all? Back with another rendition of I'll Drink to That. Birthday edition. Is it the birthday edition? Yes. We're coming to you live. My birthday. It is your birthday. Happy birthday, Sean. Thank you. Um, you look great, by the way. Oh, you look great. You look like Thank it you. looks like it's your birthday. Looks like it's my birthday. Yeah, you, you probably getting chased around the street all day today, girl. Quarantine birthday. Qu- quarantine birthday. Yeah, they can chase you, but tell them chase you six feet um, yeah. behind you. Stay six feet behind you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's up, y'all? I'll drink to that. Is back. I'm sincere five two nine. Mm-hmm. She's Sean. Sean for short. Sean for short. Sean for short. Mm-hmm. And it's her birthday. Um, we are drinking to that already. <laughs> Got to. So, um, as we do, as we. Hopefully we can stop saying quarantine edition one day with our podcast because that's kind of what we were birthed in. I think I want to name this one Corona. Cor- corona what? Name, name, it's my favorite it? beer as it is. As you, as you drink one. As yeah, I drink, as one, I drink one right now. Yeah, okay. So you want to name this one Corona? We'll, yeah. we'll put a pin in that. All right. Um, so you had a good week on, on you know, lockdown light? Hmm. I, I, had a, I had a good week. I, I can't complain because I'm blessed and oh. I really don't have to want for a lot of things, but mm. I didn't get what I was looking forward to. What were you looking forward to for your birthday this year? For my birthday, I was looking forward to spending this weekend with my son. He um, is in the military. and He crossed a very important milestone, which is he is now an official a soldier, a, a property of the United yeah. States of America. Congratulations, sort He's of. Official. Uh, yeah. How do you? So, were you happy to see him when he uh, walked across the stage? Um, I was. Good. Very so much happy to see him walk across the the little walk the, across the green X because it was a green X on the ground. Yeah, things are quite weird right how now. How did he look to you? Oh, like a grown ass man. <laughs> like he doesn't even look like a kid anymore. He looks like a grown ass man. But. Well. Um, I spoke to him and he is like, he has different things in mind versus what we were already doing. <sighs> okay, so my kid is a musician. Mm. What instruments do they play? All three of them. I have two, I have two drum sets in my house right now. I have two drum sets. Of, Damn, you don't sleep bass, much. Bass, guitar. You don't sleep much. Yeah, a bass guitar, a, a regular guitar, a ukulele, a trumpet, a saxophone. A who's a what? I have a, um, uh, what is, I cannot think of the other instrument, but my house is full of noise making objects. It's musical instruments, okay. it's not noise. Noise making objects. <laughs> it's not noise. I cannot have people to my house. I can't, I can't have like parties or gatherings or host anything because. Where you gonna sit? I mean, where, but they can, where you they gonna can be, sit? It can be entertained. You, you can't sit anywhere because <laughs> the only places to sit is in the bedrooms, and you you're not going in there. So where you gonna sit? So you can't come to my house. So if, if I don't have an intimate relationship with you, you can't come to my house because you can't sit downstairs because my kids practice their craft. So if I want to intimately relate with you, I can. Never mind. I, I'm sorry. Damn. That was rude. Yeah. <laughs> Real rude. 
Real rude. Y'all didn't that was, know he was rude like that. I am not rude. rude as fuck. I am the epitome of he, manners. He is rude as fuck. I am the epitome oh, of manners. No. Okay. Now, oh, well, okay. congrats to you and your son. Happy for him. Happy for you. Mm-hmm. Now, what is what are we moving on to next? Did you consume any black content this week? Why? Is the Wire black content. The Wire. I would consider black content. Yes. Okay. So Even I, though it I is. I consume The Wire seasons one, two, and three. I'm currently on four. And it's five seasons, right? It is, it is definitely five seasons. Okay, so seasons one, two, and three are, are, are done. Seasons one, two, and three. Signed, still delivered. I'm yours. Yeah, just... What song is that? Signed, Stevie Wonder. Oh, Stevie Sign. Wonder. So for people that uh, are new to the podcast, uh, Sean here has not seen a lot of uh, what we might consider black classics in cinema. Because I don't care to. <sighs> She cares too, because she's happy after the things she sees. Anyway, Sean has not seen a lot of black cinema, so we have uh, tasked ourselves here at I'll Drink to That with making sure that she consumes all of the most popular and the most uh, talked about black media. Um, so far, we've seen what? The Wood? The Wood. Uh, we've seen Jason's Lyric, which was the critically acclaimed review. The movie might have been critically acclaimed, but her review is even more uh, standard. You should go back and find that episode. I, I, the Patch, is that the Patrick Ronald episode? Made. Is that Patrick? No, is that Quarantini? That was. I, I think that, that was Quarant. Pat- oh, it was Patrick Ronald. I think it was Patrick Ronald. The Patrick Ronald episode. You should go check that out. She uh, gives a classic I, review. I hate that movie. Okay. And for that matter, the fourth season <laughs> of The Wire, I hate Snoop. So it, it's all the same because I really don't believe everybody in Balt- Baltimore. <laughs> Baltimore. Sean, before you go in, can I just tell, for the benefit of those like for the but benefit okay. of those who don't know what The Wire is, oh. it is a show that takes place in Baltimore and covers mm-hmm. drug scene as seen through the eyes of drug dealers and law enforcement. Okay. So this came out first season and was two thousand and two, and oh yeah, mm-hmm. this came out in two thousand two on HBO. It is my favorite show on television of all time. You uh, took up the task is of it consuming still? it. It's still it's still yes. Your favorite show? It's still my favorite show of all time. Of all time. My favorite TV show. My favorite. Really? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So if you, if somebody said, "Give me three shows to watch," period, no matter what. The Wire is always number one. The Wire is always number one. Okay, and what would be your other two? Maybe Sons of Anarchy comes kind of comes close to the writing style, and it's very unique in its. Okay, and then what else? Let's see. Oh, Snowfall. Snowfall by far. See, and those Sons of Anarchy. And Snowfall are already on my list, but I didn't know anything about The Wire. So, you've covered seasons one through three, right? Yes. Can I get your... Well, I'm going to let you have it, because I think you took some extensive notes, and we've been trading uh, text back and forth covering the show, been, we've and we've been watching on FaceTime. We've been, been trading anger. So, wait, before we get into it, I just want to point out that the level of uh, emotions you go through due to HBO shows is, is definitely... Uh, Fuck HBO. One day we're going to talk about Game of Thrones and your reaction to the Red Wedding. But I don't want to. One day. Okay, one day. I broke a whole phone behind <laughs> Red Wedding. I can't believe you did that, That's, though. That, that show taught me that I needed more than just my psychiatrist. I needed <laughs> other things to combat my anger because I that it was too many damn emotions I had with that show. I don't see how the fuck y'all watched it and waited. Oh yeah, like y'all. Waited. You haven't had to wait on anything you've consumed. So like, let's, let's stick with the wire. Let's get back to the wire because okay. we're talking about Game of Thrones one day. Right. We're doing black content. Okay. Uh-huh. Black content. I'm gonna let you have it. So what Game is, of Thrones wasn't black. Game of Thrones is very, very not black. You sure? Yes. 
It is. It's, they weren't black. John Snow didn't no. have no black No, nigga's name is Snow. Uh, it's, he, it, his he, name was only Snow because he was born in the North. His nigga name wasn't and John Tarr. the Tar. bastard last name is, that's oh. what, where you're born. Well, I'm glad they didn't name a blastered, uh, blastered, see. Uh-huh. See, I'm going to go ahead and move on. Ask him where he been taking. Okay, look, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> the Wire, season one through three. What are your thoughts on it? Damn. Okay, I'm going to take a sip. Okay, Oh, I'll let you tell them what we're doing. No, actually, no. We're drinking to that. This we're drinking birthday to that. Edition. I'm drinking to that prior to our, uh, my... Yeah, my, this is going to be an yeah. interesting conversation. Ooh, I'm going to drink to that after that. <laughs> the Wire season number one through three is what you consumed. What are your thoughts? Let me, let me hear from you. That's, that, that side, that exasperated side, was it that stressful? Okay, so I, I know I hyped up The I, Wire a lot. I hyped I it up. I hyped it up a lot. Um... I hyped Prior it up a to lot. you watching, you said season three was the best. That was my opinion at the time. Right. I thought season three was okay. the best of the five so seasons. Me watching, I watched season one, which uh, I'm going to tell you, I watched season one from the end to the beginning, back to the end, <laughs> which means that I, um, your nephew was watching mm-hmm. The Wire, and I caught like the end episode. Right. I was like, what the fuck? What is this? <laughs> What is this? And I told you it's a show it. you needed to see. I'm going to have to watch it. So I watched the end, and then I went back to the beginning, and I watched the beginning, and I was like, yeah, I'm hooked. Did you think it was a slow burn, or did you get in, get hooked immediately? Hooked immediately. Okay. It wasn't a slow burn, and I think because maybe I saw the end first. Right. But I'm, I'm a person that I don't, it doesn't matter if I know the end of something, I can still go back and watch the beginning up until the end. So where are you currently on the show? I am in season four, like episode seven. Season four, episode seven. So we're going to save your assessment for season four. Okay. Okay. Yes. okay. Um, let's save that because I have season four and five, right? You still have season four and five to go. Okay. Yes, it's a total of five seasons. So. Okay, so let's do one, two, and three. Okay, so see, in season one, um, they do a really, the wire does a really, really good job of establishing characters, and the wire does something I love more than anything. Which is? They take the idea of showing you and not telling you what the story's gonna be, meaning they don't just dump a bunch of words and exposition to tell you something is happening. You really have to pay attention to this show because certain comments or certain scenarios Mm -hmm. will happen that is going to further the plot. So Yes, especially the quote. So I'm going to tell you. Tell them about the quotes. That when I started watching, I watched again from the end to the beginning, back to the end. And I would always leave, like, you know, when you... When you're watching the series, like the opening credits is where you go run, get your snacks, and run, get your, your uh, go to the restroom, <laughs> and whatever. You can take a little phone calls or whatever. On the wire, you can't do that. Because the opening credits is just as important as the whole show. So it's just as important, because you have to watch the quote at the end of the opening credits, because mm-hmm. it's gonna be said sometime during that episode, <laughs> which I didn't know, so like the first, Five or six quotes I missed. Yeah, you because did. Because I didn't know that it was important, and I didn't know that I was supposed to watch the opening credits. So the credits, and you got to watch the credits because there's going to be a quote from one of the characters, and they're going to yes. say it at some point in the show. And they're going to say it. And it's usually pretty, pretty relevant to what's it going is. on. It's very poignant. Pretty relevant, yes. 
Yeah. So it's been some that I I'm gonna put on a t-shirt for real. I uh, see. I don't know. I don't know what you have in your notes. So I want to let you kind of just drive this and just let let us know what it is that you uh, decided oh. was important to write down. <laughs> so season one, I don't have no quotes because again, I miss them. Don't miss them. If you watch, listen. If you watch The Wire, don't miss any of them because I miss all of them in season one. All of them. I didn't miss the action or the characters or anything like that, but the quotes that, that were I was supposed to be looking out for, I missed all that shit. When did you find out the quotes were important? When I saw them on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Season was it season two? I think I think you enjoyed season two the most for, based on your reactions, because uh, was it season two? And I said. Okay, so let's establish uh, in season one of The Wire, you have a. Uh, McNulty goes into a courtroom and happens to see uh, the crew from Avon Barks. Spoiler warnings, by the right. way, niggas. Uh, happen to see, uh, you know, uh, a trial going on for a, a crew member of Avon Barksdale, who's, as we're introduced to the story, is the number one drug dealer in mm-hmm. Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, sitting in court is Stringer Bell. That's Wood Harris, y'all. Woo, <laughs> Jesus, that motherfucker is fine with his limited eyes. Ooh. Avon Barksdale is played by the great Wood Harris. Ooh, whatever. God, whatever. listen. Oh, Lord. If you don't watch this TV show for <laughs> any other reason than to, it is a, it is what, a myriad. A myriad, you're using a $20 word right fine now. fine African Americans. They're from skinny, thick, <laughs> male, female, because Kima ass can get it too. Oh my goodness. Okay. Can, can we get back to your review? Okay, ahead, can we get back ahead. to your review? Okay, I'm, so I'm back. They're, they're in the courtroom and. Uh-huh. Wood Harris, which is Avon Barksdale on the, on the show, his number two is sitting in the courtroom, which is played by another woman, another, wait, <laughs> which is played, played by Idris, Idris Elba. Elba. Okay, okay, women love Idris as well. So mm-hmm. your one of your favorite characters, McNulty, comes oh into the courtroom, God. and somehow the show really establishes who he is because all of a sudden he knows who this crew is, what they've been doing, and how uh-huh. long they've been in power. Uh-huh. And he starts the, the ball rolling on all of this, so. Wait, what's your what's your impression of McNulty so far as the main character, and I think reviewing the show through his eyes? What's your view of him? McNulty is one of my favorites. His his first name is Jimmy on the show. Hmm. He is one of my favorites, and he oh shit. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> glad this ain't TV. Well, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, glad this ain't TV. <laughs> he is one of my favorite characters, and he is such a fucking asshole. It it's lovely. I I love him. I love. What are some of his characteristics? What make him? What are the things that make this character good? Like just in the black and white terms, and bad. What are what are the good things and bad things about him? The one thing that makes him good and bad is he's completely black and white. He has no fucking problem <laughs> doing what it takes to get the job done. Is that acceptable from cops? Though it's, Ooh, it's we'll acceptable get into and it's not for cops. It's acceptable when they get the win. But he's an ass, so he's going to tell you. If you ask him a question, he's going to tell you how the fuck he got there. Right. So then you like, what the fuck? Like, I got to accept this shit, even though it's a, it's a salty-ass win. Like, it's a win with an asterisk. I would, I would say McNulty can be characterized as, like, one of those savants who just happens to have a knack for getting under people's skin and having everybody piss oh. him off. Like you? Oh, okay. Wow. Oh, is that what we're doing? Okay, wait. You know what? We're going to revisit that later because I want you to get your review out because uh, I want that smoke right there. Just oh, ho- hold on to that. Smoke. I want that smoke. I want that smoke. smoke. I'm a savant and an asshole. You're an asshole. Absolutely. What makes me an asshole? I'm probably the you. nicest guy you know. 
And so is, so is Jimmy McNulty. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Touche. Okay, tell oh. your story. <laughs> so, okay. um, mm-hmm. what, what is it about Jimmy's character that intrigues you? That he's so misunderstood. Wait. I really think he's when, misunderstood. So when I say I'm a misunderstood genius, you'd be like, fuck you, no, you're not. I, I'll never tell you that. You you are misunderstood. That was that was a bit you're dramatic. That was a bit dramatic on my part. Yeah, okay. You're still an ass. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> you're still very much an ass. You still you still make it a point to to let everybody else know that they ain't shit. Are you talking about me or McNulty right now? I'm talking about you. Okay, can you talk about McNulty? Yeah, that was, y'all that's what, to say, okay, no, well, we're not talking about him. We're talking that's the character of the show oh, we're okay. talking about. I'm talking about him. <laughs> okay, talk about him now. Cause I don't know what the hell. Oh, you don't know? No, I don't. You don't remember that? I don't remember you that. Don't know. Oh, uh-uh. okay. okay. But yeah, he's he's absolutely he's just a guy that wants to be understood and he wants to be loved and he wants to be loved on who he is, not what the fuck other people want him to be. So on his terms. But doesn't everybody want to be loved on their terms? Not everyone. You should. Why should I? Why should I have to be somebody else for you to accept me? If you I'm are, me. I haven't changed not one bit. I, I, haven't, I agree. I haven't shown you anything else other than I me. agree. But if you are a person who is starved for love and affection, you will do whatever that person and wants. That's what he does. He just so, does it in a way that. Okay. So okay. So one of the characteristics is he. His, of his assholeism, you think he starved for affection because the dude be getting it in, like. Because girls love assholes. <laughs> girls they love, love it. to be the mean. Womankind, remember this was they said. Love to, hey, I'm a woman because y'all be doing with that fuck shit. Y'all the reason why niggas be talking about $40 for pussy. We what? ain't ever. <laughs> hey, we ain't never fucked for $40 for pussy. Y'all, you got the is, <laughs> these young generation hoes, man. Y'all done okay, knock down the value of we're, pussy, okay, but we're going to get back to that. Oh my goodness. We're gonna come back to that. Jimmy McNulty yes, from the boy. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy gets it in because he says what it is. He's up front and he's considered an asshole and women gravitate to that. Tell me uh, tell me about some of the other things you encountered in your notes. Uh or some of the other characters and some of the other scenarios that really stick out in your mind and are gonna really uh have us dissecting so if this I talk review about for you. The black family dynamic. Am I gonna be muted because you keep you're mad at you mad at me because I'm speaking the truth? No, I'm not gonna mute it. Okay, I let it fly because I have a whole problem me. with the black family dynamic on that okay, show. Okay, you're not gonna mute me because oh. the black family dynamic in this motherfucking shit is bullshit. Okay, what way? so let's talk about Avon, his sister. What the fuck is his sister name? Uh, Brianna. Brianna. So Avon is Avon Barksdale is the kingpin, he's the head honcho. Everybody falls in line behind him. Like he runs the streets, he has all the drugs or whatever. Then you have, then you have um, his sister and his sister's son, which is D'Angelo. D'Angelo Barksdale, Brianna Barksdale, and Avon. Right, and because D'Angelo is born into the game. He's automatically expected to do certain things. But when the show starts, D'Angelo is very much into the game. He's a little bit of a vet. He's getting released and getting ready to get back to work for his uncle. So, right. you know. So how many times does he have to be released and get ready to go back to work for his uncle and all this other bullshit? Well, he does not really want to do it. That's not his life. That's the life that they're, that they're inflicting on him. He doesn't want that. 
but he's already in the game when we see him. Well, and, he's already in the game when we see him. And he and had, my main thing is, regardless if he's in the game or not, his family dynamic is fucked up. It's toxic as hell. Mom, it's toxic as hell. Especially his mother. Especially his mother. Okay. Toxic as hell. Who are some of the other characters? We got the Barksdales. Who else you got? You got Stringer Bell, who is uh, Avon's number two. One of my favorite characters other than Jimmy, Wallace. Okay, wait. For the benefit of the listeners. Okay. All right. Michael B. Jordan plays Wallace. Michael B. Jordan, one of his initial acting roles. He's, one of his initial got, acting roles. He got the all the way baby, back braids. He's such a cute, baby-faced little boy. It is so adorable. He got cornrow dookie braids. He did. He kind of did. So you hate him? I'm not hating. Can you, can and his, you have cornrow dookie braids? And his teeth were big. They were like cologne bottles. Boy, they were like, what? Nothing. Listen. Wow. My bad. Look. Cologne bottles. Y'all nah. heard that. Okay. <laughs> Bro's chicklets were huge. Look, look. Wow. Okay, so finish. Uh-huh. Continue. Uh-huh. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. So I was gonna say, like, you skipped over like all the characters, but I understand why you went white through all this though. That was that was a, a heartbreaking you loss. Me who I was I supposed like. to let you talk. My, because my I'm like, fuck Brody. I don't even know the Bodie. other little black boy that there was poop. Yeah. Like Vladimir. Never mind. See, that's probably why I blocked <laughs> that shit out of my mind. That's probably why I blocked that shit out of my mind. So. <laughs> Poop is another one. I I don't like him. I don't like Poops. I don't like Stringer Bell, which is just ever. I don't like um, Brody. Bodie. Bodie. Whatever the fuck that light skinned nigga (laughs) name is. I don't like him. I don't like. uh, Who the fuck? Uh, Are you still with the gangsters? Some of the gangsters I actually like. D'Angelo would have been considered a gangster. I like him. You fuck with Weebay. So, I fuck with Weebay. What happened? Weebay is my nigga. What happened Even as a result? Stink. Oh, Stinkum. Really? Even Stinkum. I, mean, stink okay. I like Stinkum. Side, Omar. Sidebar. I like oh, Omar. Sidebar. Okay. What did you discover as far as the internet is concerned as it relates to The Wire? What did you discover? Yeah, it, was, it was funny watching you. Uh, look, I'll tell him. Listen. What else? She what? just realized that a lot of her favorite gifts and memes were scenes from The Wire. <laughs> Know that. She did not know I that. Know I was that. like, you know that's from the wire, right? Like, well, you know that's from these memes come from. We just use the shit. We don't know what the fuck it come from. She has gotten Man, listen, uh, orientation it, it into it the world has, of the wire. It has perfect <laughs> meaning now because I'll be putting this shit and I, I die laughing <laughs> because yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so back to the show. Who? What are? So you like Omar? Talk about Omar a little bit. I love Omar. I love that he has. The what is it, Robin Hood mentality? Like he does not bother any regular citizen. Omar robs drug dealers. He robs drug dealers. Oh, indeed. And he's gay with his chocolate ass. Like what the fuck? Why are you gay? But hey, one of the best and biggest subversions I've ever seen in any bit of storytelling. That Omar was just completely outside of your expectations, and every week we would get a little bit more. And then when you saw he was gay, it's like. You you in that in that day and age, homophobia would come out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like once you start accepting him just as the character he is, the all that, that becomes a nuance that's interesting as fuck about him. Yeah. I fucking love him. Omar is probably my like top two characters on that show. Top two. Top two. So who would be It's out of him and, and Bubs. I love Bubs. Uh, Bubs is the smartest person on that show. Bubs and Omar are the Bubs smartest people so on that smart, show. He dumb, though. Yeah, but well, like why? Because he's so smart and he's dumb, he knows he's flawed. And then he is so smart to know that 
he is uh he's been on borrowed time and you know certain fates escaped him borrowing time right because you you go from clean to not to clean to not that's the life of a junkie that's the life of a junkie like he i just i can't i don't know <laughs> so what are you what are you, what, else, what are what are your some of your other thoughts that you have there about the wire know, i don't know what to say about season one for me was it was good season one was good it was the introduction to the the game and the game being green on a lot of shit i don't i didn't realize you're not even hood adjacent in the, to not, this shit like damn i didn't realize all the things that like gangbangers went through and not to say that this the shit is right but i i understand now mm. understand why people have to bend like, the ball a little bit that's like baltimore living i can i can kind of see how it would match up with other large cities mm-hmm. But the way that they live in Baltimore is like, fuck. Consider like, how close that is to our nation's capital. You know, that's yeah. that's absurd that there's people living and in conditions like that. that shit gave me anxiety because looking at looking at their like hoods and their uh what, section eight. Mm-hmm, their projects. Yeah, no, I, okay, so let me ask you this. I had the hives looking at some of that shit because I was like, y'all too close together, y'all breathing the same air, and then y'all putting the D in the box. It's Baltimore. <laughs> More. What the fuck? What? Where are y'all? No, at? it's Baltimore. It's Baltimore. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. No, have you noticed that they say things like "chew" and things like that? <laughs> that that Baltimore accent is thick. It's very, very authentic. I don't. I, don't, I think that that's. I'm gonna have to listen to somebody from Baltimore because I really think that. Oh, that's, that's legit. Bad. Your boy's from Baltimore. Hot damn, I rock. He's from Baltimore. You, you, I know you've but heard he his accent. Yes, he does. He I has a Baltimore really, accent. He's very articulate. He is, but he, he still got to be more accent. Okay. So comparing him to Snoop, you think I'm supposed to listen to her? <laughs> <laughs> she got marbles in her mouth. Like, no, no, I don't think that people, everybody from Boston will talk like that. Wait, wait, who would you rather listen to? Snoop or everybody's I, accent and poetic it, justice? It, it, I mean, it, uh, it, uh, Jason's I would, lyric. I would choose <laughs> Jason's lyric really? over Snoop. Because <laughs> Snoop ass is annoying as fuck. I don't understand how to. You would listen to the Jason yes, lyric. Oh God! All damn. them horrible ass Texan accents. Yes, I would. Okay, so I have a question. I think I know the answer to this. Mm-hmm. What is the most heartbreaking scene that you've encountered out of the three seasons of The Wire you've seen? What What hurts you the most? What out of the three seasons? What hurts you the most? I mean, I kind of know what it is. I think I know what it is. What hurt me the most out of the three seasons? Would be. You just got through cussing them out. It ain't Wallace dying. Or? Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna say what hurt me the most out of the three scenes would be. I was trying to take a see what, what what other death. You know what you rock. I'm, let, I'm trying to let you rock with. It. I keep cutting you off. So. What? Uh, fuck. It would be okay. Number one would be Wallace. That was that was. It the, would be I mean, the death of Wallace by the people who he thought was his friend. Mm-hmm. That would be number one. Number two would be Omar's dude. Oh, Brandon. Yeah. I would say and, and it was more that so led to Wallace's Omar's death. reaction versus everything else. So it, those two things would be, oh, I, I, I have another one. Um, it would be, the other one would be, I can't even think of his name right now. It would be the dude. What dude? Uh, from from season uh two, it's on the last. Oh oh, Frank Sabaka. Frank Sabaka. 
Okay, so Frank Sabaka was sad to you. Yeah. Oh, we got a. We had some, we had some we had some back and forth on that during our FaceTime Frank viewing. Sabaka it is. Frank Sabaka was sad to me, and he was sad to me for a number of reasons. We had a discussion about integrity, about the drug dealer dynamic, about Frank Sabaka, but we'll come back yeah. to that. Um, because I really I really liked your thoughts on that. When we were talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had a question about um, Wallace dying and why that was so impactful to you, and how it relates to where those characters who killed him are now. Do you, do you see any? Fuck Bodie, Brody, <laughs> Life Skin, and whatever the fuck his name is. Why the fuck he's still alive, I have no clue. Because everybody, everybody else is dead. Why isn't he dead? Fuck him. So in relation to why Wallace is dead, it uh, also comes in line with the second most sad scene, which was Omar's lover being killed. Yeah. So Wallace was killed as a result of what he, was, he had to witness in the second one that made you sad. So that scene was just... Yeah. The episode starts that way. Um, you know, Wallace. And he didn't know that what he was saying was going to cause a death, but you're in the game, so why wouldn't it cause a death? The one thing I love about The Wire is how they set up a scene. So that episode where. It's, it's traumatic, too. They start like, with the dead body. They, they, they circle the body, then they pan up and they get a power line uh-huh. with an extension cord going into uh-huh. an abandoned apartment. Mm-hmm. And as you get through the window with the scene, Wallace wakes up. Wallace wakes up. He wakes up, he grabs a water bottle off the window and a toothbrush, brushes his teeth, goes in the bathroom, spits, yeah. and then proceeds to wake up like... 52 kids. At least nine or ten kids it in there. 52 kids in that house with no electricity, no running, running water. water no. 52 kids in an abandoned house. He gets up that he gets up, gets them all ready this for school. Is a child. He, he's gotta be 15, 16. He's gotta be 15, 16. A child. He gets every kid up and out, gives them lunch and gets them out the door. He I walks know. out the door. And then he telling them, Y'all, y'all can go and stay here. You go to the foster system if you want to. Yep. Like he is listen, So he know. gets all the kids out of the door, gets them downstairs, gets them uh-huh. off to school, uh-huh. and the first thing he sees out of his abandoned apartment that he lives in is the fucking kid he snitched on. I was burnt out. He was broken. What did the detective say? They killed this. No, McNulty. They killed this kid like three or four times. Three or four times. I, I burnt out. Yeah, it he was. Had, I burnt out. He had, what did he they, 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 they broke his fingers. They, mm-hmm. they did a whole bunch of stuff. They did a whole bunch of stuff to him. But like this kid who thought, thought he was doing the right thing for, you know, snitching on the kids that robbed him, didn't know it was going to go down like that. So as a result, Wallace became fractured, dips. Now what? They think he's snitching because he's been gone for a minute. He come back to the hood, he get back on the count. I don't think snitching because he was gone for a minute, but he was doing drugs. Didn't he was using as well. Yeah, I forgot about that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Poot caught him copping. And uh, yeah, you know, Poot had his back though until the end. Because Poot didn't even want to kill him. But when, uh, Wallace, got, when Wallace got back and Poot the shit was falling, Poot didn't want to kill him. Remember, Bodie went, to, Bodie went to string and was like, yo, you ready? He was, and this is classic gaslighting and manipulating. He's got this young boy thinking he going to do some real good in the drug game if he go kill his homeboy he grew up with. It's fucked up. So can we talk about the root cause of the things versus the dynamics? So Absolutely. You said gaslighting. Speaking to the mic a little bit. What is gaslighting? Um, that's when I try to. That's when I try to. I use myself as an example. That's, oh, okay. that's, that's when I try to okay. um, goad you into my line of thinking by making you think you're crazy, essentially. Wait, did you, which gold, gold. Look it up. Wow, I don't want to look up nothing. Y'all gonna quit teasing me about my vernacular. I ain't, I'm, this is, I this is gonna stop. Nothing. What does gold mean? What 
You just asked me. What, what did you just ask me about something? <laughs> what does gold mean? What does that mean? Try to coerce. Try to push you into my way of thinking. Yeah, that's rude. Ain't that entrapment? <laughs> Excuse me. What are we talking about? Ain't that entrapment? Though? Yes. Goading is entrapment, right? No, goading is not in, in, entrapment. Okay, what wait. is it? Okay, wait. To your first definition, gaslighting is a form of intimidation or psychological abuse, uh-huh. sometimes called ambient abuse, where false information is presented to the victim, making them doubt their own memory perception and quite often their sanity. That's what Whoa. gaslighting is. Okay. Okay, now. Okay. What are we talking about? Goading? No, we're talking about... This is, like, very not interesting. We're not moving along at a good pace right now. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, uh, because it's your birthday. No, listen, we're, we're talking about the word that you use in regards to this show. You said... Yeah, so coming full circle, I okay. think Stringer gaslit Bodie into thinking he was doing the right thing by killing his best friend, killing a kid he grew up with. That's what the the whole point and of that I'm was. I'm going to have to agree because when, before it's he killed classic him, he manipulation. Said, he said, you should have just stayed gone. Yes, but why should I stay gone when I'm used to being around y'all? Like, why why can't y'all help me and, and acknowledge Well, that? one of the things we should acknowledge in that whole scenario is that the, the Baltimore PD is inept. Because if you got a kid who was confessing to fingering somebody to get murdered and the guys acted out and you're on wiretaps with these dudes, uh-huh. they did not do enough to protect these kids. So, like, that part of the dynamic has to exist, what, you know. Wasn't he the only kid, though? Only kid that they had under their... Yes. Protection, yeah, and they, they think sending him but away. But was that really protection? No. they sent him to his family. They sent him to his family, but remember, Lieutenant Daniels was trying to get protective custody for him, okay. and they wouldn't approve the fund. Oh, okay, okay. That's how he okay, ended up okay. in the yeah, country yeah, with yeah. his grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. In the country. And yep. he was like, no, fuck that. I'm coming home. Because he was calling home. He was like calling every, home. How the fuck y'all calling on payphone? But he was calling home like every, every two or three days. Speaking of payphones, what's your beef with the payphones on the show? They're disgusting. <laughs> Why the fuck are y'all using payphones? It's 2002. They're still using payphones back then. They're still payphones now, though. Like, that shit is disgusting. You put a phone up to your ear and you t- listen. It's a, it's a foreign oh, concept, God. but it used to happen once upon a time. No. I, I'm, it's I'm one of the aesthetics that makes know. the show good. So, so Wallace and then mm-hmm. Brandon, and then who was the uh, other the third tragic moment that uh, really disappointed you? We talked about how Wallace died as a result of your second most tragic. Who, who was your third? Wallace, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was Frank Sabaka. Frank Sabaka. Okay, yes. so wh- why was Frank so so touch or so hard to digest because for you? He actually thought he was doing the right thing for his family. He only wanted them to strive under the the conditions that they lived under. They, I think, he considered himself like equivalent to slaves, but they were still white, so you can't ever be equivalent to slaves that are black. Okay. Because you're still white, but he he felt like it was he they didn't have a fair shot. So like a discussion I, I, I we had earlier this week, because when you mentioned that concept, I was kind of intrigued by it. So. I thought about what Avon was doing and how he was doing for his family. So when I took both characters at hand, first of all, Wire has great character development. It does. So you have these two characters who are doing illegal, nefarious things, right? Very much so illegal. Who have their nephews really deeply involved Very in it. Very much so their nephews deeply involved. Do, deeply involved. So uh-huh. I, I asked you. Uh, nephews who, and sons. And sons. For Frank. For, yeah. Oh, well, that, that should factor in. So what right. I, what, the question I asked you was who had uh, the most integrity and legitimacy behind what they were doing? And I said Frank. And 
I was had the most integrity. He was white, and Avon is black. Frank had the most integrity out of everyone in the show because he looked out what really? he, he did. In the show or just I, in the show? No, I don't think so. Se- I'm gonna season one and two. He's gonna, I'm gonna say that he had the most integrity. I won't say in the show. Bro. Out of all the criminals, season one and season two, mm-hmm. because he he thought what he was doing was beneficial for his whole family. Well, my argument. He was thinking for his family. He was thinking for um, his union. Right, and that was the point I had to concede because when I when I first thought about your question, I automatically went with the black dude was more integrity, but. When ultimately what happened to D'Angelo in season two, right, and then his lack of uh, just accountability for having him in the game, uh huh, um, and him wanting to get out and his family wouldn't, wouldn't let, let him. him, and you, you, you cross they, his mama gaslit the fuck out of his ass. Yes, did she not? And you cross reference with what Frank did for his nephew and his son. He's like, you know what, you guys are not going anymore. You're not I'm going anymore. He never I'm came back. Sacrifice myself. He didn't think he was. He, but. he didn't think he was, but he still in his mind he knew. That I'm, I'm gonna do this. No, I don't want you to go. I'm gonna go. I don't want you to be there with me. I'm gonna do it on my own. That's not something that Avon would have done. That's not something that his mom, that uh, his sister would have done, Brianna. Mm-hmm. That's not something that Stringer Bell would have done, which was Avon's right hand man. Mm-hmm. That's not something that any other people, other person that's under them would have done. Yeah, if, but if, I'm sure that Frank, if Frank would have asked Horse, what his name? Horse Face. If, if he would have asked him, he would have done it. If you would ask oh, they all have Frank's back. Like it, the union is is something like if if this season two was anything, it was literally a fraternity or a sorority. Like I have you until the end, blood, right. water, th- thick, thin, whatever. So, so like White, my, my argument for at, for that at first before I conceded, I said you know. They both had their nephews involved. They had them entrenched. Uh-huh. But when it came down to it, when the shit was on the line, Frank was the one that kind of stood in. He, he, he shielded his nephew where yeah. Avon Frank pushed his nephew into the exactly. firing squad. Exactly. So it's like, exactly. and they were, if they were both doing things for their families. Ask, which one in jail and which one? Well, which one in jail and which dead? But yeah, yeah. I would say not because which one in jail and which one is oh, He dead. was going to go to jail. Okay, but like before we move on, can you tell me the whole reason why the season two detail even started? What was the point? Because freaking Valchek wanted a window somewhere in the. Man, <laughs> over a fucking window. Valchek is oh, one of the. a stained glass window in a Catholic church. It's just sort of over a window. <laughs> but season two for me was. That's your favorite. My favorite. So like for season two for the wire when it came out, nobody liked it. it Why? Because. Why did y'all like it? It was such a departure from season one. With the streets, it went to the ports, and we. It was a. It was an. It's necessary for the storytelling, but at the time we weren't, we weren't sophisticated to know it was a bigger story at, at hand. Uh, so you, know, I, you know what? I'm season two about, is like it's moved up on my list since then. You know what I'm thinking about when I think about the ports because maybe because I'm from Houston. Right. You understand. We have ports. The reference. Yeah. That, and I'm always like, okay, this is what I see all the time. So that's. Well, I think it was cool because we in season one they established the game is drugs and it's affecting the community. The ports allow us to see how the drugs and other illegal things get in because, you know, it, it brings light to the fact that even though the black dudes are, are highly sought after and, and hunted for selling these drugs, mm-hmm. they don't have any other resources to get it here. So That's what they dealt with the Greek, and the Greek dealt with one or two of them, and they distributed it all. So, you know, the Greek dealt with Prop Joe, 
and that's how they were getting most of that shit. But like it, it's, it's it, the Wire does a great job of developing characters. You get invested in all the characters, all the good they do, all the bad they do, and you kind of yeah. just have to, uh-huh. you know, ride the ride. Do you have any uh, any final thoughts on the Wire? Uh. Anything else you want to share as you uh? Other than the shit that we need to deal with as black families, there's a lot of shit in the Wire that's so are too you close to home. Have you started season four yet? I started season four. I'm on like episode six, I think. Okay, so like just for the audience listening out there, season one kind of covers the initiation of the drug gang. Season two covers the ports. Season three covers the political angles. Season three don't cover shit. Fuck it covers three. the political angles. You're, one of your characters died that you hate the most. <laughs> season four covers the schools, and we see how a lot of these youngsters become the drug Ooh, kingpins yeah. and characters that we see. Yeah. So... How far in are you on season four? We're not going to fully review that one, but we're going to move on in a bit after we get a little bit of your insight on yeah, season I'm, four. I'm going to give a whole review after I finish all the seasons. But season. how far? I, on season four, I, I mean, I'm a, enough in to, to have a different uh, view on press other than everybody else's view. So Roland Presbelewski, he was the cop in season one that knocked the kid's eye out with the gun. And he didn't knock his eye. He just made him blind. He, uh, he didn't knock his whole eye. Just he just blind. Wait a, a minute. Bit. He blind a little bit in one eye. Blind All you need is one eye to one see. Eye. All you need is one eye to see. Okay. All right. And he shot the uh, undercover police officer who Wait, was, we was. He was in a dark alley. So what the fuck? So my my argument was that is dude, you know, covertly racist. And when he's in the field, he can identify between good and bad black. So he's had two incidents where he's reacted violently. But how can you identify a good or, or a good or bad black in an alley? The little boy, I can understand. Good your, or bad black was was the wrong term. Okay. He can't. How can you identify any person in a dark alley? Because black people are usually mistaken for somebody bad, whether they're in a dark alley or in a fucking broad daylight. You, any any person, dark or light, is mistaken for a bad person in an alley. Okay, the point being, to me, and, okay. and, to, and how the character's written, we're to, okay. we're to insinuate that he may or may not be racist. Right. But when he's in office doing police work with the other black officers, especially Lester Freeman, he's like, they're like oil and, you know, well, not oil and water, but they're like a uh-huh. Kool-Aid and sugar. You know, they go together. Okay. Yeah. So cool like, so like, it, it kind of makes your point about him not being racist. It's like the point I was making to you, when he's in the field doing police work, he can't differentiate. But when he's not in the field and he's doing office work, it's no problem. You know, he doesn't feel threatened. He should feel threatened for the job he undertook, but at the same time, not every black person is, so is threatening is to you. So why is he the only one that doesn't feel threatened? Look at him. He looks like a corny ass. White boy, so like, let's, he should feel threatened. Let's observe his character arc because his character okay. is arcing very, very specifically. It's very, and I love the way it's arcing right now. So, like he have a whole curve going on. So Presbelewski is a you better curve, Pres. <laughs> you better curve. Presbelewski is a not quite a rookie, but he's an early career detective. His father-in-law is Valchek, who the one that got mad at the window. Uh huh. Okay, so in season one, uh, he got sent to. Daniels in the first place because he shot up his car. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So he's over there. He's an outcast. All the outcasts are going to Daniels. Prez goes over there. Uh, they start doing street rips. He and Herc and Carver go in the projects at night by themselves and they end up getting ambushed so by the kids. Herc is, I think Herc is, Herc more, is racist too. I think he's more racist than anybody. Herc for me is the racist one. Okay. Prez is not. Okay, Prez we'll, is well, ignorant. Okay. We'll come back to, we'll, we'll okay, come back to Herc. Okay. Ahead. So they, they go to the projects. He knocks the kid's eye out. 
and they were calling it, you know, racially insensitive. Uh-huh. They let him back on the field one more time, and he kills an undercover black cop, okay? In a black, it was a okay. dark alley. Stop shooting this nigga, Bell. I'm so, not shooting him, Bell, but I'm saying it's a dark alley. Wouldn't you shoot? I would, I, I would definitely be you. afraid, but again, this is, you're, you're missing the inherent racism in America. Okay. So like, you would be afraid. But that, add, that adds nuance to the character is my okay. point. You know, you don't know if he's racist. You don't want him to be racist, but he might be. I don't think he's racist. I think he's ignorant. I think hurt is racist. Okay, so wait. So when, when Perez gets booted from the force, he becomes a school teacher. Now all of his students are inner city black kids who right. he's come to fucking care about. He so fucking, why, why would you think that he's racist after that i would think that's that's what led to me thinking that he's more ignorant than anything he didn't realize okay he's in this bubble i'm in this white privileged bubble and this all i see so all i know is black people are this or black people are that right when you're trained to think that or when that's all that you're trained to see then that's that's the mentality. So if have. that's all he's trying to see, does he know but any different? He 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 does he does know different. What his, the thing is, once he sees different, he's able to adapt and and to acknowledge and to accept and to learn to help in a okay. situation. Whereas Herc, let's ass, talk about Herc. Let's talk about Herc. Herc ass is only there to manipulate the situation. He does not see everything. His his mentality on black people is still the fucking okay. same. Let's shoot her some bell. Just Why do we gotta shoot her some bell? Because I gotta argue. Herc the other ain't side. Been through nothing. This motherfucker the... got a whole bald ass head, looking like a skinhead. I got a bald ass head. But you're not white. This is true. Okay, wait. Let me shoot. Okay, I gotta play devil's advocate. Okay. That's only, okay. Is Herc as smart as the other cops in on this show? No. It's obviously he's not. No. So they have him doing the ripping and running shit, but and he's not learning the bitch ass thing. And how the fuck he going up in the ranks? Is is like a little well, bothersome. Yeah, it is because as, as dumb as he is and as, as racist as you say he is, he still manages to excel. As racist as he still he manages is. to ascend. Not as I say he is, as he is, because you have a whole partner that you started off with that's a light skinned black guy. He loves it. He loves it. He loves Carver. Him and Carver loves he him. He loves Carver because that was his partner. He don't love him for no other reason because he didn't really have no respect for no other. He didn't have no respect for no dark-skinned black person that he worked for. Okay. Well. Not for the dead man. <laughs> not for uh, Lester. Not he for, respected he Lester. He just was. He just had ego and he's dumb and everybody's smarter than him. No, but he ended up moving up in rank and it just really affected Lester his ego. commanded respect though. Oh, yeah. He didn't, that's not, he didn't just come out the back with respect. That's why they, they asked us on a detail with the, the grunt work versus <laughs> the other stuff. All right, all right. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's let's move along. Let's move yeah, along. Let's okay. Move along. Um, Cause he a racist, and he you see you, you shooting him bail. It's okay for him to be racist, advocate. but you don't want to. It's not okay You don't want to give Prez the the room to grow and like, it's a between ignorant and racist. I mm, mm. yes, you. I mean, I would say even, racist or even ignorant. In, in, even in your ignorance, you might still be racist, but if you. If you're introduced to a situation and then your viewpoint changes, then you were just ignorant. You were not. What were you before racist. your your viewpoint changed? Then ignorant. Okay, we so we just labeled you the wrong thing. Okay, we're, we're, and there's a lot of people that's labeled the wrong thing okay. in the beginning. But I think that's the point. I think those characters, because not Herc. Herc is racist. We didn't see, label him wrong. When you see where Herc ends, when you see where Prez ends, 
you'll you'll understand. So you're saying that it's, I'm missing something because I'm only on season. Yeah, it's a whole lot so, more, and I'm not. Okay. It's, it's, and it's not even going to make it even better or worse, but it's just going to okay. give you a complete encapsulation of these characters, which okay. is what I love. Okay, so before we get out of here, I need just final thoughts on um, the current characters you're viewing from the bad side. Uh, well, what's considered the bad? So we'll say the criminal side because it's not bad. We'll say the criminal side. Uh, I want Somebody your thoughts. that's considered the bad side would be Omar. Uh, Omar's the anti-hero. Would be um, Mr. Mazoom. Brother Mazoom. Brother, brother Mazoom. He would be considered bad. Uh, Prop Joe would be considered bad. Um, who else would be considered bad? What about Marlo, Chris, Snoop? Marlo is bad. <laughs> what? Okay. Um, Snoop needs to die. Damn. Fuck, fuck her. What about, Why the fuck she? I, yeah. No. Well, what about Chris? How you feel about Chris? Chris is real quiet. That boy is just a straight killer. He's he's Weebay, but with, with silence. He's he's Marlo's head muscle. They were giving tutorials and teaching the kids how to shoot to kill, how to shoot to wound, how to shoot below the best. This is like toxic fucking mentorship at its I best. I don't really like Chris because Chris is with. He's he's with Marlo. Him and Chris and Snoop or or yeah, a tandem. What about uh what about little Michael? How you feel about Michael? Michael is very nuanced. He's one of the one of the kids on this on this season on season four. Mm-hmm. He seems to have the most complexity. Mm-hmm. Michael is the one that they are trying to bully into doing stuff, right? Michael is the one that has a little brother, but right, Bug. Yeah. So Michael is the one that's trying to bully into doing stuff. First of all, Michael didn't. Didn't Michael accept Hayden. any money yeah. when they came to hell. Y'all get ready for school, whatever. My issue is, if I'm on the corner with all of my homeboys, and all of my homeboys are known to be hood niggas, and they all accept something, and I say, no, thank you, respect my shit. If I say, no, thank you, respect me. Like, why the fuck can I be respecting in my decision? They went from hulling, like, they literally on this man back. <laughs> they on this man back about accepting money. Oh, you too good for the money. You too good for the compliments. Why you can't say thank you, Snoop, old marble mouth. That's why this bitch what? can't get no damn oh actress my job. Gosh. No what else, bitch, you a Leave Felicia alone. Leave Felicia alone. Hey, you can't. Bitch, no. Leave Felicia alone. Fuck her. Leave Felicia alone. That's Felicia Pearson. She's a great I, I actress. Baltimore She's native. Not. Fuck, fuck her. Final no. thoughts on the wire. Are you going to continue? Are you enjoying the show overall? I am. And I can't wait to get to the last episode. So season, the rest of season four and five. And then I have a full synopsis. And especially the the relationships. Because I have an issue with all the parenting that's going on in oh, this the, motherfucking first of whole all, series. The worst parent of all time on that show is fucking Naaman's mama. Weebay's baby mama. I hate that bitch so much, man. She the worst parent? She's the worst parent. Why would you say she the just worst? On, on, just just audibly, so visually? She, she's the worst parent? Yeah, she's pretty bad. At least bad. she cares for her own child. What about the foster Does parent? Does she? Does she care but for her? But what about the foster parent? Who's I would foster say parent? the foster parent is the worst because, bitch, you you opted to, to take a child in and you still bad as fuck. Like, why the fuck Wait, wait, which foster parent are you talking about? Uh, What's the little boy name that, that sent... They sent Lex to the Okay, park. Randy. Okay, is Randy's Randy. foster mother? Really? What's wrong with his foster mother? She a whole bitch. How the fuck you a foster mother and you don't want to help? Like, you, you, so what did okay, you wait. do this for? For okay, the money? Okay, wait, wait, wait. 
look at how she had Randy is very very straight and narrow he's the only kid that has to be home at a certain time yes and she's the only one that's involved in his shit so like he is, he, is she really involved not at but not as much as she is but more than a lot of other parents that we see on this show is she involved for that or she involved for money because she not she don't really give a fuck no I think she I think she legitimately loves him I think she does I don't, I don't get that she gives a fuck and that bothers me because I would I would take Naaman's mom over her because at least what? that's her blood child. Lord have mercy, I need a drink. That's her blood child. How the fuck you? you if your you blood child, how did how she you actively request? sends her blood child to the street to make sure he can live okay. up to his daddy's legacy of fuckery? And <laughs> that's true. But how do you request to take care of a child, and you you're getting paid for that? You request take care of a child. And this child still is not getting what the fuck he needs. But like you're overlooking something about about Naaman's mom. She is in it for the money. She's like, you go out on that street, they gotta take care of you because of who your father was. But I'm I'm saying that I I'm only on season um, season four episode six. Oh yeah, you you ain't seen her act up yet. I haven't seen everything. But as far as the the parental shit that's going on from season one to now. None of them motherfuckers deserve to have kids. Not none of them. None of them. None of them deserve to have kids. Okay. Not any any parent that I've seen thus far, from season one to four, deserve to have kids. None of these niggas, man. None of them. Horrible. But this is America. Okay. We gonna, this is America? This is what America is about. This is what the wire captures. So we've drawn on and on about the wire. Uh, we come to the part of the show where we are going to say what we will drink, drink to food. and yeah. what we won't drink to. So, um, since it's your birthday, I'm going to go birthday. first so you can have the last word. But that, is that okay with you? Yes. Because I don't, I don't really have much to, to drink to this week. I want to have, uh, let's see, what do I want to drink to? Jeez. I want to drink to my cats. Um, Man, close them down here. Can I tell my story, please? Dang, I'm just dissing my cats. I want to drink to my cats. Mm-hmm because this was a really, really tough week for me. And my cat's kind of a- uh, He has a, he has a emotional, what, what'd you call him? Emotional. I, I was gonna tell you in the story, okay? Can I tell you in the story? Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So my cats, I have two cats. I have two black ass cats, black as 11.59 p.m. Uh-huh. Named Huey and Riley. I named them the blackest one, shit one I can think of. One of them 12 p.m. Yeah, oh no, a.m. Cause he be oh, midnight, yeah. Okay, look, I have Huey and Riley, those are my cats. Uh-huh. and. During my stressful and, and, and semi-depressive state, my guys made me feel better. So yes. I want to drink to Huey and Riley for being uh, daddy's mans, and they love me. I drink but what cats. do they call emotional support animals? That's what. That's what I called them. I said no, but is that the term that people use for animals that help animals can stress? be animals can be emotionally supportive. <sighs> I'm asking you for the term. That's, that's that is used, a term for it. Yes. But I'm saying you can register your animal as an emotional support animal. So is that what? Why would I need to do that? You know, because you could take them to your job. You could take them everywhere. That's the same oh, thing as having. Riley a, can't go to my job. That nigga has neither no one chill. of them can go to your job. Well, Riley, however, comma, if it if it suits you as an emotional support animal, you would have documentation and you could take them anywhere. That's pretty cool. Whether that's on no, the plane, whether that's, you could take them anywhere. Oh, no, them niggas are hood. They, uh-uh. The little one. So the little are they one, really emotional support well, animals? They, they, they emotionally support me, but that, that little like one. Like they don't, they don't have no chill. That little one, I don't know like what's wrong they, with him. they he, ghetto. He not niggas. really ghetto like with they, this nigga. They act like they born in Baltimore. This nigga think he a dog sometimes. I'm like, oh, dude, what are you 
Oh, okay. What are you doing? Anyway. Okay. So we're going to drink for that. I, I'm going to drink it to my cats. We're going to drink for your cats. Okay. Yes. Thank you. All right. We're going to drink for your cats. The birthday girl has the last word. Okay. So. Why am I should say the soprano? What now? I don't know. Shit about no damn soprano. What the fuck going on? I'm going to drink to. Again, it's still April. I'm going to drink to all April babies. What I'm really going to drink to is friendship. Because today, even though my birthday is Monday, April 20th, exactly. Today, I have had so many people show me love that I didn't even expect. So I'm going to drink to friendship and recognizing that people actually love and care about how you feel. Oh. That's what I'm going to drink to. I drink to that too. Happy birthday. You drink to that? I drink to but that too. But what you drink at though? Well, I mean. You don't have no more shots, no I'm, more nothing. Because you was only supposed to take a sip and then your ass down the shit like you, you ain't got no home. Why are you telling all my business? I know you was raised better than that. Why are you? Dang. I know you bad. was raised better than that. Okay, I drink to that. Okay. Right, cheers. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, Happy cheers. birthday, by the way. Thank you. That's my birthday. Weekend. So did we forget anything? Nope. Are you sure? I'm sure. So wait, you're 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 consuming the wire, right? Mm-hmm. What's your next? What's next on your map of uh black content? Because I, I know some things I want. I, I kind of wanted you to see New Jack City. Then I watched New Jack City. I was like, oh, this ain't nature. Well, why did you watch it with with that? And you know, I, I must watch black movies. Well, I've seen it before, so I could have watched it. I mean, but why did you watch it again recently? Because when did you watch it? it last week sometime. I don't exactly. Remember. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh-huh. but I was watching it to see how well it aged. And the only thing still good about New Jack City is uh, Wesley Snipes and Chris Rock. Chris Rock was killing it. Chris Rock was killing it. But uh, it, it didn't age well to me. So I, I don't know if I can vouch for New Jack City the same way. But, but once, I still need to watch it, though. I, I mean, you know, it's cool. Yeah, you can watch it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, happy birthday once again. Thank you. Uh, you can find me on everything at Sincere529. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud at I Drink To That. And Is if it you owl have. Owl? owl? It's Owl. I'm sorry. I'll Drink To That. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make us an Instagram because we. We'll have, a, we'll have a social media presence soon. But until yeah. then, you can reach me at Sincere529. Sean, where can they find you? Sean, <laughs> Sean for short. Oh God. Um, pretty boozy baby is where you can follow me on Instagram, and that's pretty with an I, and boozy with a Y. That's what we say. That's pretty goddamn. Important. I won't wear it. That's the first time you didn't do yeah. that shit. So next week we'll be uh, probably finalizing your opinion of the wire, and then yes. any other black media you consume. But before we log off, I want to wish you a very very happy birthday. I'm glad you made it another trip around the sun. I'm sorry you're on quarantine for your birthday, but. You got a podcast that you can represent on yours. Um, You want to take us out? That's it. Bye. Peace, y'all.